When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 16, Chapter Titled Long Walk to Pittsburgh, Part 1. Part 1. Um, what, what have you been up to, Tanya? Oh, uh, hold on. Recording I, a podcast 30 times in a day. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. We're much better at this the first time and very bad at it the second time. <laughs> uh, we recorded like 15 minutes of the podcast before we realized the microphone wasn't working. It was pulling from our webcam microphone. And we didn't want to sound like we were like echoing through the Grand Canyon in your ears. Yeah, it was just like, I don't want it to sound like oh, that. Oh, I thought you said I really, really want it to sound like that. Um, oh, you are a trip. What have you been up to, Tanya? I've been up to nothing. You've been up to a lot. The kids have been up to a lot. You guys did, you, um, Tuesday. <laughs> Start at Tuesday. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, which feels like a million years ago at this point, Tuesday was uh, quite a week. And uh, I woke up early to get to work early because I was like, I'm going to start my work off, work week off great. I also did that. And because we were off Monday for Labor Day. And then Tanya like backs out of the driveway and pulls back into the driveway and says, I have a flat tire. So I rush to get ready for work so I can take her to work. So I take. It wasn't a situation where we could change the tire in time for me to get to work. Like it was time for me to be there. Right. So I rush. I take her to work. I come back home to get my stuff for work. And Finley's having issues with his virtual learning setup. Because school started on Tuesday and they're all virtual learning and we're a lot of people in a small house. Yeah, and it took me a solid 45 minutes to get his computer up and running and working properly for his Zoom call. So he was late to his first class and um, I had to keep reassuring him that everybody's late right now. Like there's so many kids right now are probably not going to be on. Um, Some of the teachers probably aren't on. Because it's everyone's first day doing this. Because we had spent the weekend trying to get their computers up and running and working and ready for this. And everything seemed like it was working. But then when it's game time, uh, you find out whether it's it's up to par. That was a lot of sports analogy. Yeah, but it's also like, not only is it computer issues, but it's also network issues like within the programs and stuff. Because everyone's getting on at the same time. Like everything was happening all at once throughout the county. Right. So it was a lot. And the school, the school's learning. So they, they have multiple places where you can go to find different things. And it's just, it was a nightmare. So I called my boss frantic and said, I'm sorry, do you mind if I take the day off and deal with all of this garbage at home? And she was like, you sound stressed. Take the day off. And I was like, it's not going to be a day off. So then I decided I'm going to take care of Tanya's car and tire inner 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 spaced intermittently inner- throughout <laughs> working with the kids because the the teenagers are in high school and they did not start school until 10 yeah it's crazy and i got them up and running which wasn't fun and then i decided i'm gonna like tanya's tire i pumped it up and it took about an hour to deflate right like a full hour a solid hour to deflate from from pumped to not pumped you know so there's I, a visible hole in it. There is a small visible hole in it. 
where I could hear the air coming out of where it's just like, so like you could put your finger over it and it would like do like a squeaky noise. Like if you're like pulling on a balloon. (laughs) Anyway, I say all this to say I should have known better. So I decided after I got the kids up and running, I'm going to pump up the tire. First, I tried to use fix a flat on it to stop up the hole just so I could get it to the tire place. And the fix a flat didn't work. It just shot out of the hole. So the <laughs> like fix a flat shot out of the hole, and he was like, "Maybe Hold I on. can drive on this tire." <laughs> wait, wait to spoil the story. Um, so I decided. Well, first I texted Tanya and I said, "I think I'm gonna have to drive this to the tire place. Hopefully, the tire doesn't explode." And she said, "Don't I have a donut?" And I said, "Oh, you do have a donut." And then I pumped up the tire and I tried to drive to the tire station. And um, so I thought that I was overreacting. I thought there's no way this tire is going to actually explode. It's just it takes an hour to deflate. Like I have it's 10 minutes to get to the tire place. There's no way anything will go wrong in 10 minutes. About four minutes later. I am turning onto the road, like halfway to the tire station. Tire station? I like tire station. We're keeping it. Let's go. And uh, the tire explodes. (laughs) Um, So I pull over to the side of the road. A couple people honk at me and I have to get out. And now on the side of the road in what felt like a lovely day, but turns out was 9,000 degrees outside. I had to change my tire. Tanya's tire on the side of the road. I did all of this for her and for love. So I take it to the tire place and they're like, whoa, you're only changing that one? These ones are terrible too. And I said, just change all of them. I can't let the love of my life be driving around in tires that may explode in any second. So hundreds of dollars later and a lot of stress. And then I come home and the kids are just like, man, Today was pretty easy. <laughs> Not, there wasn't really any issues at all with virtual learning. And I'm like, I spent hours today getting it working for you. That's why. If I hadn't been home, it would have been a terrible day. You deserve a medal. Yeah. But you also... What? should listen to me sometimes. I do listen to you sometimes. Just not all the time. In fact, most of the time I listen to you. You act like it's crazy every time I listen to you, but that's only because sometimes I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's not okay. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes it is. This time it was mediocre because, you know, you didn't total my car or yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was good. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought when you were like, well, the tire blew out, I was like, are you hurt? Because, like, all I could think when I said... I have a donut was I'm saving his life by telling him I have a donut. But anyway, you didn't save my life. Um, I saved your car's life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we also watched Boy Meets World. We did. Oh, and I built the desk. Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that was the whole point of the whole virtual learning thing is that like we have a small house. We have three bedrooms. One of them is ours. One of them is the boys together and one of them is Aubrey. So Aubrey can work in her room. Finley works in the boys room because he has a desktop computer. 
computer. I'm having trouble talking this morning. And Caden works out in the living room and Alden works in the kitchen when he works from home. That does not work out very well. Our kitchen and living room are basically the same room. Yeah, and and with my job, I'm on the phone all the time. So uh, Caden is supposed to be Zooming with his class and he can't answer any questions because I'm loudly talking about whatever in the the side. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we got rid of Alden's dresser. Yep, threw out all my clothes, burned them on fire. Yep. And I built a desk from scratch. And it with... is beautiful. It is nice. I like it. Uh, it turned out pretty good. It smells very good because, like, new lumber smells amazing. Mm-hmm. So, like, this morning I woke up and our room smelled like new lumber, and I love that. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, build me all the things with new lumber so our room can smell like this all the time. I'm just going to build our room out of wood. As some rooms are. Sleep on a wooden bed. (laughs) We're going to watch our wooden TV. (laughs) And I can't wait to edit our podcast on our wooden computer. Um, That we recorded through our wooden microphone. And all of our wooden fans. (laughs) (laughs) With our wooden dog laying on the wooden bed. But all of the real listeners out there, I'm sorry, you're not going to hear our podcast anymore. (laughs) We only do this for the wooden people. Yeah, this is all for the wood people. Um, Anyway... We also watched Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 16, Chapter Titled. Long Walk to Pittsburgh, Part 1. That is very difficult for me to say. I don't know why. I've had to say it so many times in, like, the past 30 minutes, and it, like, gets stuck between my teeth. You've said it, like, four times. It's been a lot, because this is the second time we've gotten to this point. All right. So, nobody cares. This is the first time you're hearing it, would people. So, (laughs) Tanya, Elizabeth, Blurb, me, up... The blurb for Season 4, Episode 16, Long Walk to Pittsburgh, Part 1, is Corey and friends sign up to walk in a marathon that takes them to Pittsburgh. So, that's a lie. And uh, it turns out that's because Disney Plus's blurb sucks garbage. Disney Plus's blurb is like, here's what happens at the end of the episode. So... And there's a lot of intrigue and mystery that goes into this episode. Just like Veronica Mars. Just like Veronica Mars. We've also been obsessively watching Veronica Mars. So much so that, like, my brain hurts. Um, it's such a good show. If you haven't watched it, get through the first few episodes and then decide whether or not you like it. I yeah. watched the first few episodes, or first two episodes a billion times, couldn't get into it. Got three or four episodes in, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, turns out I love this show. He can't even play Fire Emblem while it's on. I know. It took me forever to finish the Blue Lions route and figure out what Dimitri was going to do with his badass eye patch. Eye patch. Eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, season four, episode 16, was written or directed by Jeff McCracken, and it was written by Matthew Nelson. Oh, I really like Matthew Nelson's writing, I think. Matty Nels? Yeah. M. Nels? Yeah. He does He does some good work. Good word work. Wow. Mm-hmm. Poignant words from Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Matty Nels does good word work. So, I looked up the word poignant the other day because I feel like we throw it around, like, very loosely. And it doesn't go with everything that we actually throw it around with. Like, poignant is, like connected to sad emotions well i'm sad now because you actually did me in our the middle of our podcast no 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 no. that wasn't actually you i just i happened to look it up like this past week and the fact that you said poignant made me think of it Mm. because of the fact that like i use the word poignant all the time where i'm like 
you know, when Corey said that, it was very poignant. Well, guess what? It wasn't because it wasn't sad. It didn't cause like a a wistful sad emotion. Like it has, it's connected to the word sad. Well, let's get to the poignant episode of Boy Meets World. Mm. Uh, classroom or not? We are not in We're- the classroom. We are at Chubby's. Chubby's might be the new classroom. Chubby's or not, Alden. Chubby's. That's my excited Chubby's voice. I don't know why, but that's what it was. Uh, that's my Chubby's commercial. All right. And you know, like when you walk, <laughs> we'll talk about the episode. I swear to God. Um, you know, like when you walk into Moe's, they go, "Welcome to Moe's." Every time someone walks into Chubby's, I'm just gonna go, "Chubby's." <laughs> so dumb. Um, what's going on, Tanya? So we're at Chubby's, and Eric is coming down the stairs, and like. The moment he comes down the stairs, he, like, stops because he's just, like, stunned by what he's seeing, which is... Topanga and Sean sitting there, forehead to forehead, whispering to each other because every time we're in Chubby's, we can hear everything every character says, but Topanga and Sean are just talking to each other and we can't hear any of it. Well, they're, like, almost, like, one person with how close they're sitting. They're so close. Like, they're closer than we are. We're very close right now. We're like almost forehead to forehead, but we are not as close as Sean and Topanga were in this part of the episode. Emotionally and physically. We are we are emotionally <laughs> close all of the time. Alden's ridiculous. But Eric sees Sean reach out and give Topanga a big old hug. It's a very long... Very like poignant hug. <laughs> it's a very poignant <laughs> hug. And... Then when they pull away, Topanga looks like she's crying. She's very concerned. Sean leans in and kisses her somewhere on her face for 25 minutes straight. And we Veronica Marsed it in our previous episode that you guys didn't hear because that was for the wood people. Um, (laughs) And I don't think he kissed her on the lips. It didn't look like that. But nowhere in the episode did they say it wasn't on the lips. And people were acting like it was on the lips. But it was definitely like close to lip range like it wasn't mid mid cheek and i pointed out that if a 16 year old boy kisses a 16 year old girl anywhere on the face it is an intimate experience like yeah. it is not like ooh, like let me kiss my sister on her face like right. an innocent situation would be like if a a sister and brother could kiss each other on the cheek at at 16 years old then I'd be like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's fine then. But they can't. They really can't. So this was not okay. Yeah, so Eric sees it happen, freaks out, runs out the door, um, and we still don't know what's happening unless you looked at Disney Plus for half a second. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who watched this episode and saw the Disney Plus blurb is like, well, obviously the reason why Sean made out with Topanga at Chubby's is because of the blurb from Disney Plus. Um, so we go back to the Matthews kitchen where Eric is baby and Corey. He's in full blown protective big brother mode. He's gotten him a steak and a soda and Morgan has a sandwich. She has a cold grilled cheese that she is very despondent about. Which I just don't understand. And, uh, she's (sighs) like. They're going to miss out on the whole cheese and steak bit, but that sucks. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I love it. It wasn't that good. The best part of recording an episode twice is not saying the stuff you thought was dumb. <laughs> but you know what? I always say more dumb stuff, so don't you worry. In fact, usually the second time, it's even dumber. 
So Morgan is very upset about her cold grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. It's a cold grilled Put cheese. Put it in the microwave, Morgan. No way. That's now now it's a, a microwave rubbery grilled no, cheese. No, if you do it for like fifteen to twenty seconds, it doesn't get rubbery. It just remelts the cheese and then it's warm. I would just like to say, nah, fam. <laughs> uh, a grilled cheese is only a good grilled cheese directly off the oven. Off the oven? Stove. How do you make grilled <laughs> cheese? We've been together for seven years now. I've never seen you make grilled cheese in the oven. Dumb stuff. Second episode. Um, so cold grilled cheese. Morgan is upset. Eric goes over, talks to Morgan in her ear. Sort of. Like, it is I mean, sort of like Corey can't hear them, but Corey can. Like, I don't know. Right it's very confusing because they have this whole conversation. What is the conversation? Eric's like, um, have you ever seen me do this kind of stuff for Corey? And Morgan's like, no. And Eric's like, well, if I did do it, do you know why I would do it? Sorry, I dropped my pen lid. And Morgan's like, oh, no, something bad happened. And Eric's like, yep. And turns over to Corey and Corey says... Well, uh, this this is just like a like a death row meal, like it's a final meal, but it couldn't be that because there's no cake. And then Eric pulls the lid off of a cake, and he's like, "Oh no!" And he goes, "What do you have to tell me, Eric?" And Eric's like, "Come in here." And they walk into the living room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Corey's like, "Just tell me whatever it is. It as long as it doesn't have to do with Sean or Topanga." It's fine. So, like, whatever it is, I can handle. And Eric says, oh, no. He's just like, oh, boy. Well, this is going to hurt. And, uh, like, he's he's fighting telling him. Um, there's, this, like, a, there's a huge buildup where Eric is just like, no. So, uh, and Corey's like, I'll be just fine, Eric. Come on. You're my brother. Tell me. And Eric is like, well, I saw... Sean and Topanga at Chubby's. Kissing. Kissing. And He does not say, I saw Sean kiss Topanga on the cheek. That's true. He says, I saw Sean kiss Topanga. And Corey freaks out, starts trying to call Sean. He, then he tries to call Topanga. I find it weird that he doesn't try to call Topanga first. Hmm. That is weird. Bros before hoes, right? Wow. 2020 goodness gracious um so he uh Corey starts freaking out and eric is like trying to console him and Corey like shoves eric onto the couch couch. eric's like laying there upside down and he's like i was just trying to help and he gives like this poignant little (laughs) (laughs) little blurb where he's just like you really need to work through your feelings and like tries to like therapist him Mm -hmm. and Corey's just like this what you were telling me it can't be true i don't believe you whatever so we cut to the lunchroom now the next day which means Corey has been stewing over this for a day poor Corey. like it's seven o'clock at night when all of the phone calls are happening right so he has to get through the whole night and then the whole morning like they don't meet him at his locker right they're always at each other's lockers Nobody's at each other's lockers. Oh my gosh, that would feel so awful. And then it's not until he gets to the lunchroom where they are already there, which means they still have not met him at his lockers and they are sitting together looking very stoic. And Corey comes in and he's like, hi, Topanga. Hi, Sean. And Topanga's like, 
hi, I have to go to history. And, and he's like, you have lunch right now. And she gets up and she walks off. And she's like, history. So Sean gets up immediately and says, I have to go to history too. And Corey's like, no, you have lunch right now. You are not leaving. And he's like, how come she got to leave? Um, And because, you know, sometimes you got to love and let it set it free. But it, it was super suspicious, the whole thing. So, um, like... I don't know how Corey kept it together at all. You know, like being 16 and, and hearing something like that and then not being able to get in touch with your girlfriend or, or your best friend. Like, that. so he's just sitting. There's no way he slept that night. If I were Corey, I would have already written the breakup letter. I'm 30. It would have been like six pages long. I'm 30 million years old. And if that happened and then all of a sudden I didn't hear from you for 18 hours. And right? then I saw you and you were like, gotta go. Got history class. First, I'd be like, no, you don't. You're lying. You're in your 30s. You don't have history. <laughs> but then it would be like, this is over. Right. Like, this is done. Yeah. So I would have been listening to... Backstreet Boys, show me the meaning of being lonely on repeat 30 times all night long. 30 times all night long? (laughs) I would have fallen asleep at some point. Yeah. It would have been 30 times that I would have fallen asleep. Um, That was my favorite, like, I feel sad song. But my favorite moment of the episode, Corey says, uh, okay, I'm going to ask this incredibly maturely, Sean. Knock, knock. Sean says, who's there? And he says, you and Topanga at Chubby's last night together. And (laughs) And Sean goes, you and Topanga at Chubby's last night together. Who? (laughs) That was funny. And um, he asked him a few questions. He's like, were you at Topanga or were were you at Sean? What? Were you at Chubby's with Topanga last night? Sean says yes. And then he asks him another question and Sean says yes. And he goes, I'm going to ask you another question and the answer better be no. And he goes, yes. (laughs) And he says, did you kiss Topanga? And Sean says, says, yes, but it was an innocent kiss, just like a kiss between friends. You know those kisses that you throw to all of your friends? He says, trust me, I was consoling her. It was an innocent kiss. Oh, okay. What was I doing wrong that I never got consoling innocent kisses? I don't know. Maybe you're just too Maybe. hot. Maybe you're just too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like what's the princess on Adventure Time? Um. Uh. So anyway, now we go to the living room, right? Anything more happen in the lunchroom? Mm, no. We go to the living room. Corey's freaking out on it. Oh, because Sean says nothing happened. Right. He says, like, it was all innocent. So Corey goes to confront Eric. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. These are my best friends. Like You're supposed to protect me. And then it cuts to Chubby's. Where Eric is, like, throwing Sean against the wall. And he's like, you are messing with my brother. You are hurting my brother. And I'm just like, oh, Eric, this is a good episode for you. There are, like, we were talking about this in the group because we have a um, Eric super fan named Cassie mm-hmm. in our group now. And, like, so Eric is a character that has some of the most 
important arcs or stories like within the series for me that I didn't realize until I was an adult. And there are the episodes that I go back to where I'm like, I'm picking this episode to watch in particular are usually Eric episodes because Mm. when he is good, he is amazing. Yeah. And when he's funny, he's really, really funny. And he's really, really funny almost all the time. But like his like thoughtful, sweet and good person episodes just excel beyond other people's like good people episodes. Yeah. And this is one of those moments for him. Yeah. So they talk about, or Corey talks to um, Sean about it for a minute Mm -hmm. and Sean convinces him, look, it was innocent. Something bad happened. And Topanga's dealing with that. And Corey is like, well, why didn't she tell me? And Sean's like, well, why don't you go talk to her about it? Which, I mean, that is kind of a good point, except that Corey has been trying to talk to them about this stuff right. and no one is answering his questions. Like, I would be ripping my hair out. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Don't come at me and be like, well, why don't you go talk to her? Well, because I've been trying and no one wants to tell me anything and you're kissing my girlfriend. Right. It is It is like a weird gaslighting situation. Where he's it's like, well, why very don't, gaslighting. Why don't you talk to her? And Corey has to go to her house because he's like, you're right, I should talk to her. But he's been trying. Yeah, it was very gaslighty. But so he climbs into Topanga's window. Um, and I guess he doesn't notice the fact that all the shelves are empty the moment he walks Why in. Why would he? He's been freaking out for 24 hours. That's a good point. He listened to Backstreet Boys 30 times and fell asleep but didn't sleep. Good point. Um, so he comes in and he's like, Topanga, like, we need to talk. And she's just like, yeah, we do. And so they start talking about the fact that um, her mother. Well, they, she starts talking about how she thought they were always going to be together forever and they mm-hmm. have such a perfect relationship. And Corey goes, stop time. And she's like, what? And he goes, stop time. I just stopped time. So nothing bad can happen now because time is stopped. And then he also makes the point that if time is stopped, that they can't even do anything. They're just together. Like, right. they can't, like, they can't go out. They can't do anything. Like, it's just them standing there in Japan. And she room. starts crying, and he's like, You can't cry. It's stop time. I right. stop time. And then she starts talking about her mom. Um, her mom, who has gotten transferred mm-hmm. at her job to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, which in- I went into my map. Uh huh. To see how long uh-huh. driving it would take to get from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. About an hour? No. It's oh. Four hours. Oh, is it? But it's still four hours, and he has a license. Right. He has a license. She has a license. It's four hours. I don't know. I don't know why four hours doesn't seem like that much to me. Well, so it's not. So they, they should have, they should have made it like somewhere in a different state like they literally it was the same state it was the same state and it's i mean they're even if they didn't have like cars to drive they there's trains and stuff like i don't know I, I I do feel like maybe we're a little bit less sympathetic because we have gotten used to being able to talk to people all the time. Right. Like we have our cell phones where we can just text whoever whenever. We can FaceTime with people whenever. We, I mean, they could email, but probably not. I guess, no, they, they weren't 
instant messaging each other at that point. Like, so it would be way more difficult. It would definitely be more difficult. It would not be as easy, but it isn't the end of the world. Right. Like, they could still see each other every couple weekends or whatever. Right. For for a $30 bus. Well, and they're talking about seeing each other every weekend. Right. They're like, we'll see each other every weekend and we'll write letters every single day. And that's... Corey says he'll walk. Yeah, which, which is weird because yeah. he just got his license. Yeah. But, um, I I mean, it's sweet. I do also like the, the fact that Topanga pointed out, like, it's silly. I know that it's silly that I thought we were going to be together forever. Like, we're 16. And Corey says, like, we can get married. Like... Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, she says... Uh, she's, she says, I'm sorry, I was afraid to talk to you. And Corey says, yeah, like what the, what's the worst that could happen? We're not going to break up. This is just a simple test, Mm -hmm. simple test for the perfect relationship. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And, um, he says like, it's going to take something a lot bigger than Pittsburgh to break us up. Right. And then she kisses him and, um, we go to the kitchen Mm -hmm. and, here, Amy starts talking like a mom, but not like Amy. Yeah, so I would say Amy is talking like Alden. Like, mm. like he, like they have a very realistic view of things. Like, this is going to be hard. Alan is saying, hey, Amy, stop. Like, he's trying to cope. He's trying to be okay She's- with all of this. And he's like, I'm being realistic. Like, it's going to be hard. She's, But she's not letting Corey be okay with it. Right. That's, that's, I wouldn't do that. Like, Corey is talking about how everything's going to be fine. And she's like, Corey, <laughs> why are you acting like everything's going to be okay? It's not. And then he's like, he says, you know, we're going to make it through this and we're going to be together forever. And she's like, ha, you're 16. Um, I do remember Amy and Alan being together very young. Yeah. And... Uh, she turns to Alan. She's like, look, this is going to be harder than he realizes. He's 16 years old. It's going to be painful. And Alan kind of jumps in to Corey and says, she's right. It's going to be very difficult. And Corey says, listen, it's going to be perfect. Like the perfect love story, Romeo and Juliet and storms out the door. And he's like, he's like, and everything turned out great for them. And then it cuts to the backyard where he's reading Romeo and Juliet. And, and this- he's just like, haha, these crazy kids, they're so in love. This is so great. And Mr. Feeney walks out and looks at Corey and Corey goes, I'm just trying to read a story about two teens in love who everything works out great for. They defy the odds and like everything's good. And Mr. Feeney looks down and goes... Oh boy. <laughs> and Corey's like, what's wrong? He's like, you might want to flip flip a few pages. And Corey flips to the back and he starts reading about like the dagger, the happy dagger that will plunge through their chest. And and um, um, Mr. Feeney goes, yes. And Corey looks up at Mr. Feeney and he says, happy dagger. Happy. Yeah. And he turns a few more pages and he reads about the poison and the kids dying and whatever. And he says, Ah, Shakespeare, what a hack, and threw the book across the room. And in that moment, I'm sure Tanya felt very close to Corey. I was very validated in that moment because Shakespeare, what a hack. Throw your Shakespeare book across I don't have any. I would never invest in something like that. Wow. Um, 
So Corey starts to talk to Mr. Feeney. He's like, Topanga's moving and I don't know what to do. And, and Feeney's like, you've always faced adversity head on. Like, if anyone can handle this, it's you. Um, you always rise to the occasion. And that gets Corey thinking, I guess, because then he's back at Topanga's room. And he is on his knees holding her saying, marry me. Yeah. And he's like, well, we'll uh, get married and what little money we have, we'll buy food and we'll get dead end jobs and we'll move into a little abandoned abandoned house house. in a nice upscale neighborhood. And And it'll all be fine. As long as there's no bugs. He says, promise me there won't be bugs. And And she's she's like, Corey. And he's just like, okay, one bug is fine, but no teeth. Um, and she says, look, we can't, we get, we have to, we, I can't change this. My family is moving and I am moving with them. She says, we'll write letters to each other every day and we'll still talk. And, um, Corey says like, I, 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 I think I want to say we can make this work, but you're moving to a new town with a new school and you're a pretty girl. There's going to be guys lined up to like date you. Like hundreds of guys lined up to date you and, She's like, and what about you? Like, you'll be at school and there's probably hundreds of guy- girls that want to date you, too. And he's like, really? <laughs> and then he's like, I was thinking maybe 10. And she says, does this mean I have to give back your jean jacket? And he says, no, keep it. It's and yours. he wraps it around her and they stand holding each other in a way that I feel like is not like a teenager-y way. It's very much like a mature... I don't know. I don't know why that stance to me spoke of like a mature relationship and not a yeah, teen he, like, relationship. Wrapped his arms around her from behind, holding the jean jacket over her, mm-hmm. and they just stood there. Yeah. So you're but, right, but I th- I think they're like they're a mature couple. Yeah. They're old souls. Yes. Um. So now we go to Chubby's. Chubby. Where Corey is just downing soda after soda after soda. And Sean's just like, I don't know why you're making such a big deal about this. And Corey's like, why Why are you being so hard on me? Like, you don't feel bad for me at all. And Sean says, no, I don't feel bad for you because I've seen this happen a thousand times in TV shows. Like, who watches TV more than I do? <laughs> like, And Corey's like, nobody. And he says, and every time, the girlfriend doesn't move away. That's not what happens. This This is just like a TV show. And Corey, what, Tanya? So this week in our group, Drake posed the question about um, is there an ongoing like gag that you notice? And this is not the one that I thought of before, but the like nods to this being a TV show always makes me happy. Mm. And it happens often, like yeah. where they're just like, oh, hey, this is a TV show. I love that. That's that's an ongoing like gag that I love. Okay, so then um, what happens? So then um, Corey's just like, well, well, then what's gonna happen? And and Sean says like she's, or Corey says so she's coming over tomorrow night to say goodbye, and then she's leaving. And Sean's just like, no, that's not what's gonna happen. There's a chicken in the background, or a rooster. I actually really hope that his crowing on the podcast it, it won't be but <laughs> i wish it was so anyway and in the midst of this though Corey also says yeah, what about the doctor on er she left and sean's goes yeah er's real 
<laughs> and like Corey is very hopeful that what Sean is telling him is correct. And Sean's, as if Sean has never led him wrong before. And Corey's like, how do you know that all this is true? And Sean says, because you don't deserve to be in pain. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my heart. So we go to the backyard, the Matthews backyard. Where Sean and Corey are waiting. Happily. <laughs> because they're like, she's not going to leave. And Topanga shows up and she's like, oh, Sean, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Um, And Topanga's like, all right, this is... This is it. And Corey goes, so I was thinking, Saturday, we go out to eat. We go to a movie. We just have a really nice date night. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, my parents are in the car right now waiting for me. We are moving right now. And he's like, but that's not supposed to happen. And she's like, all right, goodbye. And like, kisses him. and Hugs him and he doesn't hug back. Kisses him. He doesn't kiss back. And he does not say goodbye. And she says, I love you. And he does not say, I love you back, does he? No, he doesn't. And she, like, she gets in the car. You can hear them driving away. And Sean's like, don't worry. The car is going to turn around. But to turn back around. Uh, Nope. Okay. So they're getting up here. They're going to turn the corner. And then they're going to come right back. And what the hell kind of TV show is this? And... Corey stands there and just goes, Sean, I, I think I'm starting to feel pain. Yeah, that pain you've been talking about, I'm feeling it. Um, so then it's all like, do, do, do. And then the credits start. What, what was it like? I don't, I don't need to repeat myself. It's recorded. I want it louder so that I can <laughs> cut it and like put it. <laughs> Under under us talking about any sad moments for the rest of the show, any poignant moments for the rest of the show, I'll have you just going. Doo, doo, doo. Um, so yeah, yeah. Now we go to the post credit scene. Um, in the credits are rolling, and Eric comes to the backyard where uh, Corey is still standing there waiting for Topanga to come back, and Eric's like, "All right, like." Let's go do something like let's go to Little Tony's, which is not Chubby's. And I was very surprised that he named a different place. Yeah. So he's like, let's go to Little Tony's and get a pizza. I'll buy. Like, let's go rent a movie. You can pick. Like, let's go do something. He's like in full blown sweet big brother mode. And Corey's like. Oh, he also, I'm sorry, I wrote this down and I just want to point it out. He also, like, he walks down and it's really uncomfortable and awkward and uh-huh. nobody's saying anything. And Eric is just like, hmm, hey, what's that smell? What's that smell? Is, it, is that trees? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Corey's like, look, I'm not doing okay. Like, she's really gone. I didn't say goodbye. And Eric goes... It's not that far. And he says, I drove it last night. He did that for Corey. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, uh, you didn't say goodbye, but you can, you'll can. you say goodbye next time you say hello. Ugh. Yeah, it was a really good Eric episode. Like, so good. Um, and he's, you know, he says, like, I can't, as, as your big brother, I want to protect you from all of this. And I can't protect you from all the pain and stuff. And Corey says, like, I just... Honestly, I just need you to be here with me. And he's like, okay. Do, do, do. And they stand together and that's it. That's the end. And then they kiss each other on the lips. <laughs> they kiss each other on the lips. An innocent. Because that's what people do when they console each other. Innocent kiss. 
But that, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen, Tanya? Is Corey going to be standing in the backyard for the entirety of part two? It's just going to be Corey standing there while other people come and try to, like, console him? Let's find out. Tell me what happens. That's it. Uh, We can't, we don't know what happens. So we have to wait. Till next week to find out what happens the way that people had to wait back in, what year are we in? 96? 45. (laughs) It's 97. So, yeah, you had to wait until next yeah, Friday to, like, to watch. They thought Topanga was gone. We think Topanga is gone. Corey never said goodbye. Who's he going to date next? Is he even going to be able to date at this point? Like, the love of his life, who he was willing to marry at 16 years old, is four hours away. That's four so far. hours away. So, uh, keep it abbreviated because there's no reason to go in too much depth here. How did you feel about the first half of this story? I adored it. Yeah. I mostly because of Eric. Like Eric's piece in this is just so special to me. There's there's only a few times where I feel like he's a good big brother. And this is one of those times where it really shines through that he loves his brother. He wants to protect him. He doesn't understand why Sean is kissing Topanga, which, good point, Eric. Like, I don't understand either. That will always just flabbergast me. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. He could have just hugged her and it would have gotten the same point across story-wise. So, why the kiss? Because it had to throw people off the scent. But at the same time, like, Sean... You kissed your best friend's girlfriend. Right. You really did that thing. And if Corey did that to Sean mm-hmm. with his, like, girlfriends that he just dates, like, all what lackadaisically, like. <laughs> poignantly. Poignantly. He poignantly dates these girls. Um, like, Sean would be pissed. And this is someone that Corey wants to spend the rest of his life with. And Sean's like, oh, you're moving. Let me just stick my tongue down your throat. <laughs> there was no tongue at all. We don't know that. Nah. We you... don't know what was a part of this kiss. You can, you can see when there's tongue involved. No, like, because uh... their faces, I wish I wish I could translate this, but like their faces were both sort of cocked to like the same side. So you couldn't really see what was going on like with their mouths. That's why I don't know if it was a cheek kiss or a mouth kiss. Mm. They never say cheek kiss. Throughout the whole episode. It's just a kiss. And if Sean was really defending himself, he would have said, said, I gave her a kiss on the cheek out of comfort. Like. Still would have been weird. But yes. A kiss is not comforting. No. A hug is comforting. Yeah. A kiss is not comforting. Right? I don't. I mean, it is if it's somebody like if we kiss, like if it's like a. Unless you don't feel comforted when I kiss you. I mean, I do, but it's not like a, okay, like, I am in the depths of despair. Kiss me, you fool. (laughs) Right. It's, I would definitely, like, when I'm upset, I'm just like, just hold me. That's comforting. I don't know. The whole kiss thing just throws me way off. I don't even understand it. But Eric was... Superb. Yeah. Feeny's little blip, superb. Yeah, it was so good. Like He had to make up for the entirety of Alan and Amy's conversation with Corey, and he did it swimmingly. Yes. Um, and honestly, Alan was, I think because I've been so disappointed in Alan lately, Alan wasn't bad. Um, No, but he did immediately turn and say, your mother's right. It's going right. to be hard. Right. Um, 
So he validated her tearing him down. Right. Um, but Feeney was fantastic. Yes. So fantastic. And I love the fact that he's watched this kid grow up and he can look at this kid and be like, I've watched you face adversity so many times. You're going to do it again. You're going to rise to the occasion. You're going to come out better for it. It's just such a sweet thing to have this person who can validate a 16-year-old in that way. Um, And he's been doing it with Eric. Yeah. Like, these two teenage boys. And Alan. And Alan. Which, obviously, it's not getting through to him very well. But Eric and Corey, you watch their growth also through Feeney's eyes. And it's a really cool thing. But that's how I felt about it. I love this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite not understanding some of it, I don't have actual gripes about anything. Like, I thought it played out in a very kind of normal, like, they're sad, they're desperate and Eric is wonderful kind of way. Maddie Nels wrote a hell of an episode. Yes, his writing was very good. Hell of a part one. Yes. So how did you feel about this episode? I don't have too much to add to that because I kind of interjected while you were talking and it's only and it's only half an episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it a lot. Eric was fantastic. Feeney was fantastic. Corey was neurotically good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Sean was weird. Yeah. Um. Have you ever dealt with a um, a long distance situation like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? Not well. No. Oh. He was in a different country. Oh. Well, that um, definitely. And makes we it had hard. email because uh-huh. it was like 1999. Whoa. So we could email, but um, writing in English and writing in Spanish is not as easy as communicating in person. Right. And so it kind of, it it was really difficult. Um, But it was one of those things that once Facebook became a thing, like we were able to reconnect and be like, wow, we actually had like, we did have a relationship. It Mm. was a really cool thing. Um, But I also never would have been like, I'm going to marry this person. Like I didn't know him that well. It wasn't like we had known each other our whole lives. So the risk of losing someone because it's a long distance relationship is wasn't as high right it was okay that it petered out and like whatever you had the memories from it and that was that Mm -hmm. did you no not really no um i mean there were times where i lived in maryland you know two hours away Mm -hmm. from here and i dated someone here Mm-hmm. Um, there was also like when I f- initially moved to Maryland, like I thought it was going to be life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of dating a girl at the time and she was super sweet. And I was very upset that I was going to lose a super sweet girl. So we'd been like seeing each other for like three weeks, maybe. And I was like, just move with me. What? Yeah, no, it was, I'm dumb. What? Did she, she? I mean, she didn't know. Oh, she was like, God. what's wrong with you? And I was like, Bye. And, um, like, I regret ever acting like that, you know? Yeah. But, because it wouldn't have gone well. Right. But that, that ended the relationship because I said I acted like that. Right. Which is good. Good job. Right. But now I'm in the most wonderful long distance relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a king size bed. <laughs> so we are so far apart from each other whenever we're sitting in bed watching Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's how I feel about the episode and long distance relationships. I mean, I I feel like Corey and Topanga could definitely make this work. Yes, but it wouldn't make the show as dramatic. True. Um, I I do think one of the things that they did right was point out how silly it seemed for a sixteen year old to be this invested in a relationship and be thinking that it was forever. Yeah, but we have a whole lot that we'll have to pick up next week to on part two. So I don't want to drag this episode on. Do you on. feel like you're on the edge of your seat right now? Kind of. You are on the edge of your seat right yeah, now. That's because I have a really bad back. It hurts so bad right now. <laughs> hey, guys, are you on the edge of your seats right now? Is it because you have a bad back and you built a desk for an hour yesterday? I would say that probably 47% of our demographic had that same experience yesterday. Probably. It's a pretty common experience. Especially right now where desks are in short supply. Oh, I mean, that's basically why I made a desk is because... You can't get one with any frequency. Frequency? Urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, like any decent affordable desk I could find was like, this will be here. October 22nd. Yeah. So I almost had to build it, but I'm glad I did. Anyway, yeah. this has been Boy Meets Girl. Oh. What? Nobody's finding us this week. It's long distance. Oh. Yeah. You guys won't know how to find us until next week. Let's go this week as a long-distance relationship. Yeah. No internet. Write us letters every day. Send it to... No. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to no. Um, Send it to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, So we'll tell you guys how to find us next week. Are we really doing that? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of exciting. This this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy we're, Meets World. We're experimenting with our podcast. <laughs> and our relationship. <laughs> this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 16. Class dismissed.